0: You are now listening to EPT Podcast, an ongoing series of conversations with field experts in electronics design and engineering. This podcast is being presented by EPT Magazine, Canada's information leader for the electronics industry. I'm your host, Stephen Law, editor of EPT Magazine. Hello EPT readers and welcome to this podcast. My guest for this episode is Kesar Habib, Director of Engineering for Canada at Snowflake, a cloud computing-based data company that opened its newest engineering hub in Toronto late last year. A recognized expert in the Canadian market, Kesar is currently spearheading Snowflake's ambitious growth with its engineering center here in Toronto. Kesar Habib, welcome to this podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Stephen. It's an absolute pleasure being here and I'm excited to to chat about all things data.
0: It's great to have you here with us. And for those of our listeners who have not heard of Snowflake, aside from those that we are akin to seeing in the streets of Toronto in the winter, uh, maybe you could provide us with a thumbnail sketch of what Snowflake is and how does it operate as a data cloud company?
1: So Snowflake is uh, what we call a data cloud um, and we've been around for about 10 years. We're a public company Um, And, you know, a data cloud uh, is an interesting concept because in the olden days, um, data obviously is becoming a very critical part of any business. However, what we were noticing was that data was scattered all over the place in many different cloud environments, in many different on-premise servers and things like that. So this created what we call data silos. and, And that was problematic because... If you want to do anything meaningful on top of your data, you needed to join all this data to to generate meaningful insights. And so that's where Snowflake comes in because we offer one coherent data cloud platform, which combines all of these and to the customer, you feel like you're operating on a single uh, platform and the single experience. And behind the scenes, we take care of all the complexity for you. Um, And in the process, we offer near unlimited scale, near unlimited concurrency, you don't need to worry about managing servers and infrastructure and all that. Um, and we sit on top of all the popular clouds, all three, uh, AWS, DCP, and Azure. Um, and we have thousands of customers around the world that you know store their data, process it, and share in, in the data cloud that we offer.
0: Are most of your customers tech-based or are there other sectors that you serve?
1: Actually, it's a very diverse group of customers. So from airlines to um, you know the manufacturing cloud, to Uh, high-tech companies to delivery companies, logistics, it's a very uh, diverse cloud, Um, um, you know, in fact, in Canada alone, we have uh, customers from Canadian Tire to WestJet to, um, you know, a lot of loyalty brands and things like that as well. So um, because data is such a ubiquitous thing, right? So recently, um, um, you know, in The Economist, uh, there were some claims that data is becoming the new oil. It's a commodity and you know what no matter what type of business you operate there's a high chance that data is being generated every second every minute and now businesses are hungry to to analyze this data because there's a lot of insights that will help them make better decisions about their business so that's why um, you know whether you're you're running an airline and you're looking at patterns of um, um, flyers as they come in and um, you know different timings of the flights things like that or whether you're running a, a warehouse business, an operational business, where you want to look at operational efficiencies, how to make the supply chain faster, more leaner uh, and reduce costs. Uh, or even, you know, in the medical industry, right? When you want to look at medical images in uh, like CD scans, MRIs, you want to lo- use machine learning to try to detect things like cancers and, and what have you. So so data is everywhere. And then that's where the need for for platforms like Snowflake comes in because we, offer a simple way to go and and analyze that data.
0: Now, you've stated in the past that Toronto is poised to become a central hub for data innovation. Why do you say that?
1: Toronto is a a very unique city. I mean, um, I I was very happy to hear that uh, we ranked in one of the top three tech hubs across North America recently. Um, And the reason for that is twofold. So on the one hand, companies find Toronto an extremely appealing uh, proposition because, um, you know, there's talent there's there's tons and tons of very high caliber talent here both from the industry so there's very deep uh, industry experts here but also from the universities because we have some of the best engineering schools uh around the world here um, but on the flip side of that then is that um, you know St- statistics canada did a study uh, and they found that um, the investments uh, being made in data in Canada, the upper bound was about forty billion dollars in in a few years ago, uh, and that's a very huge figure. So, so that combined with then the flip side, which is talent wants to be here, and they want to be here because uh, Toronto is such a such a unique offering. Because not only do we have great cultural diversity, um, you know, we have great opportunities for people to work here for for companies like like Snowflake, but also from around the world, people want to move here. So so today's engineer has so many options, and yet they choose to make Toronto their home and and broader Canada as well is because, you know, great diversity, culture of innovation, um, very awesome immigration, both from a visa standpoint, it's much easier to get visas and and come here if you're, you know, a professional uh, engineer or or technical person, Uh, but also from an acceptance standpoint, because there's so many immigrants here uh, that there's generally a very open culture around it. So all in all um, you know that makes Toronto a very exciting uh, place to be in. Uh, personally from my experience this is my third tour building uh, an engineering uh, team from scratch almost and, and and ramping it up quite quite a lot. So um, yeah all in all um, I'm very excited for, for what comes next for Toronto.
0: Oh for sure and it, uh, like you say it's a very rich uh, the GTA when you uh-huh. incorporate uh, Waterloo, Uh, Kitchener-Waterloo region in that uh, sphere. It's uh, quite uh, deep in terms of tech already existing and growing. So it's a great starting point for sure. Now, are you able to speak to emerging uh, application trends Canadian businesses can expect to see in Canada?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, um, so I want to talk a little bit about the concept of a data app because I think it goes unnoticed in a lot of publications. And, and I do believe there is a silent revolutioning revolution happening uh, in this space. So we're all used to the, the word application. We, we, we hear it in the context of an iOS app, an Android app, or going to a browser and opening a web application. Um, and, you know, what we don't always realize is that behind the scenes, there's a lot of complexity. There's a lot of million dollar infrastructure. There's usually teams of engineers powering those applications, sometimes thousands of engineers. And a lot of these apps are really um, what we call compute units. So they're, they're apps or compute units built on top of data. For example, if you have a sales application, the data is your meat, that's everything. It's your customer's data. And then you do things on top of that data for example as you bring more leads uh, turn them into opportunities you nurture the funnel so that's things you do on top of the data similarly if you're in the medical space you have a lot of uh, medical imaging data and you want to run machine learning algorithms or or imaging algorithms on top of it or data science algorithms to 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 detect cancers or, or or find patterns Um, So what we're noticing is that your data lives in a secure data cloud like Snowflake, and that's where it's secure, everything is good. But now that your compute unit lives outside, so maybe you build this web application or mobile app somewhere else, so your data has to leave the secure boundary to go to the compute unit. So that's where the revolutionary part comes in because companies are realizing more and more instead of bringing the data to the application, why don't we bring the application inside the data cloud? So with Snowflake native apps framework, that's exactly what we're doing. And we're bringing the compute units inside the secure boundary of the data cloud so that uh, the data never has to move. It continues to remain secure. And the compute units now enjoy the same near unlimited scale and concurrency that we already offer Um, So this is a revolutionary concept, and that's a huge trend that uh, we're starting to see now. Um, And with this, you know, I totally see whole companies being built in a very easier way because we're making these apps super easy to build. So you don't need a team of 20 engineers with, with decades of experience to go and build these apps. We're making it so easy that your data engineers, data scientists can go and build these applications themselves Um, And and that's what we're noticing. So so I truly believe the future belongs to these type of data apps. In fact, a couple of industry experts um, have gone on to even claim that, for example, Martin Casado, who's a partner at Anderson Horowitz, um, he mentioned in a future data 2021 conference that all apps are just going to be re-implemented on top of the data layer. And that's a very bold and very strong statement that I agree with. Um, so, so you know, so that's where we are with the data apps uh, revo- silent revolution. Now, in terms of trends, you know, obviously the first one, which is super interesting is that apps are slowly moving to data apps because apps means a lot more complexity, a lot more infrastructure, a lot more cost, whereas data apps is simply data. And on top of that, we have the uh, the compute unit. So it just works. Secondly, what we're also noticing is that Python um, is becoming an even more popular programming language for these type of scenarios. So for example, um, in the past, Python was already used pretty heavily for statistical work, data science work, but um, now um, we're noticing that the whole end-to-end flow is being done in Python. So for example, with Python today, you can do a lot of machine learning. Um, There's a lot of libraries and open source support for you to do data science algorithms, things like that. And then with frameworks like Streamlit, which we acquired recently, you can now even build UIs with Python, which is pretty awesome because in the old world, you would have to be a React developer with a lot of JavaScript, HTML knowledge. Now we're, there's libraries available so you can build your UIs as well. Um, and then the other thing that I'm um, we're noticing, which is quite interesting, is um, you know, AI and and especially like uh, uh, models like LLMs and um, a generative AI with, with things like chat GPT picking up. So that's another pretty interesting trend that that's picking up a lot of steam as well.
0: No question about it. Um, ever pervasive in our world right now. Uh, how can Canadian businesses benefit from embracing the data economy? And if you are able to speak in particular with those within the sort of electronics design or engineering or even OEM markets?
1: Canada has a ton of potential when it comes to data. So, you know, starting from the Statistics Canada uh, study that found that $40 billion in in investments were being made several years ago. And every year this figure grows significantly. Uh, So when there's data, there's going to be a need for a lot of application development on top of it. And data is everywhere. So every type of business can benefit from it. So for example, um, let's look at fraud, right? So risk identification and fraud detection. So there was a recent uh, survey by PwC in 2022 uh, that found that 60% of Canadian businesses experienced fraud in the last two years. And and that's that's a very high number. But what makes it even more concerning is that it's higher than the global average of 51%. So, so Canadian businesses are experiencing fraud at a higher rate than other businesses. And um, you know one thing that has been proven to be super successful in fraud detection is to leverage things like machine learning models, pattern recognition, statistical analysis to detect those suspicious transactions, suspicious patterns. It's very hard to scale teams of people to go and detect fraud. But if you have AI doing that for you, uh, it makes this whole team, thing very streamlined. Similarly, um, there's a lot of operational businesses in Canada which do delivery, warehousing, that sort of thing. And to those businesses, the supply chain is needs to operate like a well-oiled machine. And that means, you know, every second of productivity, every hour or every dollar counts a lot, especially when it comes to labor costs, um, you know, uh, manufacturing costs, that sort of thing. So leveraging um, data analysis there, data science there can be hugely beneficial because. Through AI or through data science, we can find those hotspots in the whole supply chain where productivity is being lost, and go and jump on them and action them to tune uh, this whole supply chain. Uh, similarly, another example is customer insights. So um, there's a lot of companies that generate loyalty programs. Uh, they generate customer insights um, to mm-hmm. basically make sure customers keep coming back. And and customers, um, you know, we give present offers to the customer. That they will like and they will buy, so these conversion rates need to be tuned, and and that's where a lot of AI, ML, and data science comes in. Uh, and then finally, what we're also noticing is that you know a lot of franchising businesses, a lot of chains, will use um, uh, data science to find those hotspots where they can expand their business to. So you know maybe uh, for a brick and mortar store. They will look at patterns like foot traffic against population centers, against maybe like income levels and things like that to find, hey, where's the perfect opportunity to to open up a new store or things like that. Um, So all of this makes Canada ripe for disruption, And I think there's a lot of work to be done in the data economy.
0: Now, I understand you specialize in software engineering. That's your background. Uh, Are you able to speak uh, about the role of engineering in Canada and how it will evolve over the next five years, as well as maybe some strategies uh, to build and scale high-performing engineering teams.
1: Uh, I, I'm self-taught uh, when it comes to software engineering, and and being that, so so my my training is as an electrical engineer, but. Uh, ramping up as a software engineer kind of, uh, you know, that speaks to the need for software engineers because it was an opportunity that existed in the market. And when, what we're noticing is that, uh, you know, in the average industry, you will have your airline pilot who works for an airline. You will have a doctor who works for a hospital or a civil engineer who works in a construction company. And that's where they operate. The average soft, software engineer works in all of these and some more so there's a lot more demand for software engineers than there is for other professions and canada is no different so um, in fact you know there's a much uh, higher quality talent pool available in canada that companies can can take advantage of in terms of the future of software engineering i totally see the demand continuing to grow uh, for software engineers even though in the industry these days there's questions about things like chat gpt and you know how AI will rip take on our jobs and things like that. I see AI becoming a very helpful tool in making today's software engineer even more productive. So, for example, uh, Microsoft launched something called uh, GitHub Copilot, uh, which basically helps software engineers and and QA and other folks do their job more efficiently. So, there's things that we we do today that are manual, that are time uh, pay, you know painful to do. Um, and with AI, we can do them much faster. So so I totally see that demand picking up. I think five years from now, companies will still need a lot of software engineers. Um, where things will shift, obviously, is towards specialization, deep expertise. So, you know, that's one thing I always tell people is to um, generalists are great up to a certain level. But beyond a certain level of experience is when you need to go and pick an area that you want to invest in and spend a lot of time in. So, for example, um, at Snowflake, you know, we 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 look for a lot of deep cloud expertise, deep distributed systems expertise. Then there's other companies who specialize in operations, so they want to look for engineers who can design real-time operational systems uh, and 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 others as well. So, uh, in terms of strategies, I think um, you know, given this is my third uh, tour. There's a lot of lessons I learned along the way, but but few that really stuck with me were in order to attract talent, there's really no uh, magic wand, right? Like you have to make your company a great place to work. I think the best strategy is indeed that. No amount of marketing can replace that. And word of mouth, I think, is the best growth lever. So So, you know, investing in a very strong culture, investing in a very strong tech brand, you know, telling the story. So I've also noticed sometimes that companies, there's fantastic companies in the market, but they don't know how to tell their story. So people don't hear about them. So building and hiring those advocates, going and participating in the events that happen in the industry, give back to the community. So people know what Snowflake is all about, what you know other companies are are doing and why they're a great place to work. And then through that and through the organic word of mouth, building a strong culture, I think makes a huge difference. And, and obviously paying attention to diversity, making sure we build an inclusive culture that pays dividends in the long term as well.
0: Can you put your finger on why engineers are in such high demand and how can Canadian companies adopt international hiring strategies to grow and scale higher performing engineering teams?
1: You know, uh, engineers are um, uh, needed in every type of industry, um, no matter what, it could be a very high tech specialized environment like Snowflake, or it could be um, maybe like a restaurant management uh, company or it could be a delivery company or an airline. Um, There will be a need for engineers because software is everywhere, right? Computers are everywhere. And, you know, when computers first started, it was both hardware and software. But over time, what we've noticed is that the hardware part is kind of moved into the clouds. So, so the clouds take care of that for us so that we don't need to worry about every server and every hard disk and every piece of RAM. So now it really puts a focus on the software side because we need to write software to program those clouds to do what, what we need them to do. And that means there's a lot of demand for, for, for engineers of all levels um, and so, you know, for Canadian companies, uh, I think Canada is in a very strategic place. I think um, we're uniquely suited to attract a lot of talent from not only in Canada, but around the world. And it comes down to leveraging uh, the unique things about us, right? So we we have a lot of cultural diversity. So, so companies should play into that. That's very, very important. It's a strength that we have. Uh, for example, Canadian government offers these specialized programs for immigration. Uh, so it's very important to tap into those because they make visa processing much, much faster compared to, to the usual processing. Uh, similarly, you know, uh, from our neighbors uh, in the US and and sometimes in Europe as well, there's a lot of uh, companies that that are open to kind of opening shop here. Attracting those is very, very important and our government is doing a lot to, to do that. And then local companies as well, right? So So there's often this debate about Uh, American companies and other companies competing against local companies for talent. And then obviously things like compensation make a big difference there. So, you know, to the modern engineer, it's not about just the money, right? People don't make uh, decisions about where they work just based on money. There's a lot more that goes into it, which includes the mission, the culture, the type of people they work with, how much they will learn, how much they will grow. And so that's what I would recommend any company is to tell a very good story when it comes to that. And you know, tapping into both university pipelines, building very strong relationship with great universities like Waterloo, University of Toronto, as well as um, and, and, you know, other schools in Canada wide as well, um, and, and telling a great story. There's also really great events happening uh, in the industry, right? So, so even at Snowflake, we uh, invest in those community events because not only is it a way to give back to the community, uh, but also it it spreads the word about what we do and, and it tells people the story of, hey, we're a great place to work, we're hiring, come check us out. So, so, you know, through those strategies, I do believe we're in a very unique place. And I think, um, you know, there's a lot of growth that has already happened, but I think a lot more is still on the horizon.
0: No, no there's no doubt about that. Uh, I see it every day and uh, my email uh, in basket fills with so much media content and uh, that is certainly uh, a common theme amongst it. Which is, is awesome for Toronto and the rest of Canada. Speaking of engineering, and how do you see the role of the engineer evolving in Canada over the next five years? And what does this mean in terms of attracting and retaining talent?
1: Maybe like 10, 20 years ago, uh, Toronto was just at this stage where we had some highly specialized companies like the IBMs of the world who who specialized in databases or maybe like some you know aerospace and others. So there was very specialized talent that was needed. But over time, we saw a lot more startups being built here, a lot more companies from around the world opening uh, their headquarters here or, or or engineering hubs here. And through that, we we saw the need for a lot of generalists. Um, however, at the beginning, companies were still keeping it more junior because the the main centers of innovation still happen in their headquarters in the US or elsewhere. However, in Toronto, they still needed a lot of uh, presence here to 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 get the work done. The trend is shifting now. So, in the last couple of years, what I'm noticing is that you know Toronto is no longer this offshore place to to build an office. It's becoming a main hub. It's becoming a, a place where companies put very very critical product lines here. So, for example, at Snowflake, um, you know the, the the whole push into data apps, the whole Snowflake native apps framework. So the, the the Toronto is home to that team. So we're building that product line right here in our own Toronto. So, you know, with that, companies are shifting away from this offshore mindset into, hey, Toronto is home for for actual headquarter work. And and a lot of our peer companies are are following suit in that as well. So, so you know, that's the trend we're seeing. And over the next five years, we're gonna continue to see that where um, you know, Toronto is going to become a hub to very deeply technical innovation that that will continue to happen, and there will be this healthy mix between local companies and uh, companies from from around the world that will open shop here because um, you know we're probably one of the easy, uh, most friendly company when it comes to, uh, country when it comes to immigration. So a lot of companies are also tapping into that pipeline because if you're hiring in in Toronto you can hire for, uh, and bring talent from, from around the world to come and work here.
0: Yes, there's, uh, no question about that. And uh, we're coming to the end of our uh, podcast segment here. And uh, maybe before we finish up, you could share some of your vision for scaling Snowflake's engineering presence in Canada and uh, some of the steps you're taking to through the hiring process.
1: Absolutely. Our goal is to build a deeply technical, highly specialized team here um, and, you know, the, the folks we're hiring today are um, experienced engineers as well as university uh, students who, who, who are just graduating as well as interns. And, you know, years from now, we want to build a very, very strong team who would have built uh, one of our most critical business lines. For example, today, it's the Snowflake Native Apps framework. Um, so, you know, to do that, uh, obviously, we need um, very high caliber talent snowflake is uh, a deep believer in in not only um, you know people who are competent people who are excellent at their jobs but also who are fantastic human beings so we want to build a culture where you know it's it's everybody um uh, that we hire is a fantastic human being it's it's a culture of acceptance inclusivity um and also more importantly giving back is is super super important so well, that's why you know part of that we go to a lot of university events, we have deep relationships with with the great schools here, um, as well as the uh, conferences that happen. And, and in fact, we started um, our own technical deep dive session recently. So every quarter we will have one of the most senior technical engineers that we have come and talk about how we solve highly complicated problems. And we've seen very strong interest. So so we keep it tailored to the more experienced engineers. and. Usually we will have dozens of people on the wait list for for that event. So it's a very sought after event that I highly recommend everyone to check out.
0: Well, Kesar, this has been a real pleasure chatting with you today. And uh, we hope our listeners have gathered a better understanding of Snowflake in addition to the future of software engineering, hiring trends and processes. Our guest for this podcast has been Kesar Habib, Director of Engineering for Canada at Snowflake, Kayser, thank you so much for being with us here today.
1: It's been a pleasure, Stephen. Thank you so much.
0: And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Until next time, take care.